Hold on to your bubs. We're traveling through the Wolverine time stream today. Don't worry. We've enlisted some help from a seasoned expert. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. Amazing. Cool. So, Josh, welcome. Thank you for being here on the show. You've, you've been traveling throughout time with Wolverine, and we're excited that you stopped by. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been quite a journey, and I am very exhausted. But <laughs> yeah, it's at the end. I mean, I mean, I've been done with it for not too long now, but now it's coming. I mean, I think my last issue comes out in a week. So, yeah. like, I work on I work on something. You know, since April of last year or May last year, and now and it's all done in just a few weeks. So that's crazy. How many how many different kinds of Wolverine have you drawn now, or did you just lose count of just how many different ones there are? Well, you know, technically in the story, there's 10, but there's also like little snippets of other ones that we, I mean, in the first issue on the spread, there's some classics kind of homages to some of the famous covers. Um, you'll see actually kind of, I was getting uh, like your shirt right now, Justin, like there's a, a very similar to your shirt. I was actually, a, a, I think the opening page has a lot of faces and there's a couple of them are all classics and a couple of them I just made up too. So just oh, to nice. throw in, like that. I mean, I talk with Ben, like maybe this, you know, one just with full bearded, almost looks like a wizard one, you know, like, so uh, just a couple random ones that, you know, people be like, oh, I remember that one. Like, no, you don't, because I just, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, that was when, when issue one of lives came out, I was like, well, this is, this is uncanny X-Men 205 wounded wolf where against lady Deathstrike. And this is, this is the origin comic. And she's like, yes, Justin, I'm like, cool. Course, yeah, yeah, sure. It is. I believe you 100%. I have no idea. Oh man. All right. So issue four of 10 lives just came out and you've been involved in this whole thing. This is like a huge weekly story. What is that like for you? You know, at first pretty, pretty daunting, I guess, you know, Wolverine's got a lot of baggage in the sense of <laughs> like, not, not in a bad way, but like the history of Wolverine. I mean, he's, I mean, there's a reason that he's Wolverine and he has a big book, you know, he he's, extremely popular and there's just so much history I and mean, that's my first kind of introduction to x-men the first wolverine my brother had issue number one of wolverine with the um when he's just standing on the pile of dudes you know on the cover yeah. um and so that was my first real introduction even to like the x universe and stuff like that so i've been aware of wolverine since then he's always just been an awesome character so i mean i've been working with ben on x-force so I've gotten to draw Wolverine and that was intimidating in its own right and super awesome. But I guess that warmed me up to it and also working with him. And he had kind of thrown that out to me like two years ago or so about like, I've got this Wolverine story that I've been cooking up and I'm just waiting for like the green light. And I'd love for you to draw it. And I'm like, Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Cause then he pitched it to me. Cause at first he pitched, he didn't say, I want to draw it. He just pitched it to me. Like, I'm just like, Oh my God, this sounds so amazing and so intense <laughs> and super awesome. You know, and he's like at the end of just the first issue and he's holding baby Xavier and saying, I got you, bub, you know, and, <laughs> and I, was, I was so pumped. I'm like, dude, that sounds so awesome. I can't wait to see it. He's like, yeah, I want you to draw it. I'm like, oh, even freaking better. You know, like, <laughs> I love it know. so much yes, more now. Okay. But I mean, I mean, like, and then like another year ago, but it was always like in the background, you know, he's noodling with it and kind of working with it and massaging it, you know, and also working with Jonathan Hickman and, and our editors in the office to, you know, get it to where, you know, it was ready to go. So I've kind of seen it from the very first pitch and I mean, it hasn't really changed that much. Um, 
but then, you know, finally it's like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And like, you know, I'm just working, working, working. All of a sudden I get an email, Hey, let's, let's rock. So, you know, I wanted, I, want, I wanted all this time to kind of like get all prepared for it. And no, nope, it was just like, go. Ready, and set, then, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the, your energy and your action sequences, but oh, yes. it, it's really for me, my favorite pages have been the, the single page impact shots. So like you mentioned, it's just the, the holding baby Xavier, like cutting the umbilical cord with his, with his claws. Those are some of my favorites. Do you lean to one style of page or another, or is it just different things in your toolkit of what you're able to use? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you hope, hopefully you build up enough to where you're not just a one trick pony. But I do, of course, you know, I guess splash page is just always the most fun. Sometimes it can be intimidating, but like my favorite part of the whole process is a first script read. So it plays out like, like that movie in your head as you go through it. Right. And then, so you hit those notes and a lot of times, even on the first read, I'll have, especially on some of the splash pages, I'll have that image burned into my head. I won't even really have to sketch it down. Like when I'm doing panel panel stuff, yeah, I, you know, I really kind of have to break it down to, to figure it all out. Right. And it's like a little puzzle, but with the splash pages, cause it's usually just a single image. Those are pretty much burned in my brain. Every once in a while I have to kind of figure them out, but I think most of them have kind of been in my head the whole time since the moment I read them. That's cool. and, That's awesome. Yeah. And I love it. I just, because it is, you know, it's, it's, it's a storytelling form where we're using static images and of course, I love the panel to panel work, but it is great to have a good splash page. And Ben just, Ben thinks very visually too. So he is very descriptive and has very good ideas about visually. Cause sometimes writers might not, they just kind of like make something look cool, but he'll have these, you know, he, he just, he goes out there and it's really fun to work with him. Plus he just says, you know, if my idea is crap, just throw it out. It's okay. And I love to, to, to come out with those moments. So that picture that, that moment of, of, um, Logan holding Xavier, that almost the exact angle and everything like that had been in my head since he first even pitched it to me. So I knew that's how it was going to look or that one of like, of, of him first getting the Cerebro helmet and it's going out there like that same thing, pretty much since the first time he pitched it to me, I had already had that image in my head, like pretty much the way it came out. I mean, except that's for some so of awesome. Oh, thank you. It was like some of it was filled in. We kind of talked over what should be in there or what should not, you know, like some things like definitely let's put those ones in there. And then other ones like, okay, do an homage to this, do an homage to that or whatever you want. So that's, that's awesome. So cool. I love that. Um, I know that we are going to pick your brain about the lives series for so much of this episode, but we want to spend a little bit of time getting to know you as an artist in general before that. So can you just tell us a little bit about your background as an artist? Um, I mean, I've always drawn since I was a little kid. I, um, I didn't go to art school or anything like that. I just always liked, you know, comics were my main influence. I started reading comics when I was like eight, eight years old. I bought Gru number 58 at the local liquor store on the spinner rack. Nice. And like I said, my brother had Wolverine number one. We started going to comic book stores. I started diving into the quarter bin. Even back then they had like a 10 cent bin too. And I'd get some old fantastic. I brought home some old fantastic fours. And I remember my mom saying, Oh, I used to read those when I was a kid. So I kind of like, Oh, that's super cool. And so I've always loved Ben Grimm, the thing. And, you know, just, that's always been my artistic influence, but I would, you know, I was a little kid. I'd want to draw like helicopters and GI Joes and, and, and stuff like that too. And but I always came back to that. And of course, when like the, you know, the, the early nineties and the X and the X boom and, and looking at Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri and all those guys, and then, you know, the image, 
the image guys, uh, when that all happened, of course, it's a huge influence on me. So oh, yeah. that was, as far as like comics wise, yeah, that was, that was it. But you know, I'd always drawn and drawn through high school. I remember drawing some, like some really like some spawn page. I had an art, I took an art class in high school. Why not easy a right. And, um, I remember, you know, my teacher, like I would draw like spawn pages or things like that. And of course he was trying to pers- dissuade me from comic art. Cause you know, to him, that wasn't art. Uh, but I still, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so I, a nice guy, but, uh, I would still, <laughs> I'd still draw it and then draw through, um, high school and in college, I went to college for something else, moved away to go to school, but I just kept reading comics. I, I moved down to San Diego and I, I had, a, I'd been going to San Diego comic con since I was a kid still. Uh, and I lived and I moved to go to school down there. And so I would still go every summer and, and never was really trying it as much as just consuming it. Uh, but I always loved it. And later on my, now this beautiful woman walked in my life, who's now my wife, who looked at some of my old drawings was like, why didn't you do that? That's really cool. And, um, and she thought it was just like easy, like, Oh, just draw that. And you'll just start drawing comics. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, you know what, I was like, I love comics. And I just kind of studied the storytelling medium way more and, and just kind of made an effort of like, I don't really, I was just bartending at night and all right, I'm going to just draw comics during the day and bartend at night and kind of, end up making the transition of like, Hey, I'm just going to draw comics full time. So wait, you're like the real life, Nick Miller. Did you, do you ever watch the show? New girl? No, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm obsessed with it. And Nick Miller is, he's a bartender and he wants to be a writer. And so he like, he bartends and writes and eventually becomes a writer. So I just made that connection in my head. That's who you are in my brain. Now the real life, Nick Miller, he's pretty awesome. So it's good. Well, I'll use use that as my, my, uh, my alias now. (laughs) Great. Put it on my business card. <laughs> Real life, Nick Miller. So you said, yes. uh, oops, sorry. No, just, yeah, it was just that. It was just, it was kind of a, a thing where I wanted to do it. It was just, I put my head to it and I just sat down and I, I cut out a lot of my social life and and literally just, just started drawing all the time and studying it and just trying to get better and better and better and just try to put myself out there a little more and, and finally going to San Diego Comic Con, showing my stuff to some professionals and getting some, some tips and then started showing my stuff to editors when I really thought I was, you know, kind of ready maybe, and, you know, comparing yourself with the, with what you see out there and just trying to just keep getting better every day. And I still, still do that. Amazing. That's awesome. That's just such a testament to the growth process. You know, you're talking about just working on it, not, not going to art school, but just having this passion for it and, and wanting to keep on doing it, the trial and error of getting it out there. And it's interesting. You, you told the story of, of your, your now wife, Ben, told us a similar story of, of his now wife is who encouraged him to be a writer and yeah. it's just kind of an so interesting cool. like like these passions that you know us men were just like oh no this thing and our, our wives are just like no no you you're good at this you should do this more do this do this well you know that's i mean and back to ben him and i have just like a it's really we've hit it off really well i mean we we you know it was like a blind date where they put us together right and that's how it is pretty much you know in every book and but we just hit it off right away and we're just you know we call and text all the time and and you know like is you know maybe just our sensibilities were about the same age you know the same like movies we grew up watching but like all the same comics and just we just get along really really well and just kind of see eye to eye as far as that and so that not only makes just so much more fun yeah Yeah. and you can see like that fusion of your personalities and your friendship, like it just amplifies your work and it just makes it that much better. Like when the two of you are together on a book, it's so amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. 
Oh, it's my turn to ask a question. Okay. So you talked a little bit about this, but um, who are some of your favorite artists or sources of inspiration? I mean, you know, there's just so many, like pretty much, I think I say this, like, that's the whole point for me for Twitter, honestly, is to look at, follow my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had my one, my ones growing up and all, um, like I said, you know, it's Jim Lee and, and Mark Silvestri. And, you know, even now it's like John Cassidy, uh, Frank Quietly, uh, and then just literally everybody I follow and just Declan Shalvey, David Marquez, uh, David, F- I mean, just I do everything. I, you just take bits and pieces of everything. Like there's so many good styles and influences and, and that I'm just bananas over right like I just I love like what people do I love how creative people are and how good they are and I it just uh, there's too many there's just too many to name honestly <laughs> oh, yeah. we talked about this a little bit before kind of the influence of your brother collecting and, and just comics being around but if you want to tell us how you started as an x-men and comic fan and what, what brought you to the medium yeah I mean it, it started at the spinner rack and, and you see you know, comics. And like I said, I got grew number 58. And because I like drawing and seeing that is a story. And it's, it was, you know, I liked books growing up and they had pictures, but these just, it's a series of pictures and, and they do, you know, they tell a story and a lot of times really cool motion, of course, then, and dudes with giant guns or, you know, like muscles and swords and, and, you know, violence and every little boy likes action stuff. So like, I love seeing that. So that was like, this is the medium for me. Like it's, it's more exciting than a book and like reading like the words I get after words too. So my mom won't be too mad at me because I get to read <laughs> words. And, and that was the best part. It was like action and stuff. And then going to the comic store and seeing that and, and being introduced to like, to, to the X-Men and to the Fantastic Four and to Captain America. I mean, you, you know, you knew who Spider-Man was, but you know, then you actually see Spider-Man in a book and it just, uh, yeah, then I wanted to draw that. So it became, I'm not as, I'm an artist, so I would consume them for the art more so than the story. So I've read probably 15% of the books that I've ever bought (laughs) and I would buy and I would like, so I don't, I'm not as nuanced in the lore, even though I might have gone through a lot of the books, I just don't know the ins and outs as much as I just know maybe the looks of characters and just, you know, like visually. So it's, that's kind of been my journey as far as following along and reading and, and uh, enjoying the stories, but there's definitely some, you know, highlights and stuff. And of course, like uh, the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont X-Men was just, you know, just prime, right. For me, I'm what, 12 years old and it's just you know just inject that right into my veins <laughs> more please <laughs> thank I just, you I've, you know i've always like i said i've always collected throughout the years even like in the thin years and in high school but i would still i would still visit the comic shop and i would still go to san diego comic-con i started going when i was like 13 and i would go every year and that's i kind of would just not barely even buy comics throughout the year and then in san diego comic-con i would just anything you would want or find you can get it there mm-hmm. you know so I'd buy some books directly from creators but a lot of times just the just the stands you could buy anything tons of back of the back issues for the year I would buy even just like Simpsons comics I go to the bongo booth I buy 12 issues of, of Simpsons comics because you know they would have all of them there so that's just the nature of my collecting and now I I, I I'll follow a lot of like creators and, and creators that I really like to support and just like their work um, but I'll go back and just buy some other things. Like I'll buy the, the hardback of like planetary with John Cassidy. I mentioned before I'm rereading right now. Um, 
uh, Hickman's uh, and Isad Rivich's uh, Secret Wars. So I bought the trailer of that and it's just kind of like, I love his art in it. And now I'm actually like reading the book. I remember I bought the floppies before, yeah. but I was buying it for the art. And I was just like, oh, I just looking at the art. And now I actually bought the book and I'm, I'm rereading it actually for a second time to just kind of actually get into the story and nerd out on it. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So outside of Wolverine, are there, who are your favorite X-Men and, you know, whether it's story arcs or like character looks like who have been your favorite throughout time. In the X-Men, I mean, of course, Wolverine, but I, I, I think the other top one for me, especially as you say, is looks, I think is Mystique. Mm-hmm. I just, she's always been awesome to me. Yeah. Like, she's just, and, and she's a cool character. I mean, she's, you know, she's always been a villain. And, and so that's always cool. Like I've always liked, I don't know, like the, the villains more. I've always thought were more me interesting. Too. Me too. Yeah. And, but, you know, I think just design wise, she looks, she looks amazing. So she's, she's always been in my, t- I think probably my top three characters, there's like Wolverine, Ben Grimm, the thing and Mystique are probably my top three, all comic book characters, but, you know, so she's definitely high up there, you know, a lot of the classic ones, but now as me diving into working in the X office now, and I've get to kind of see some of the characters of some of the references and I've had to draw or even look up now with some of the spreads that I've done, I, like I'm finding out these characters I never even knew existed. And it's kind of fun to just like, there's some just most obscure characters and it's, it's insane. Yeah. There's so many mutants. There are so many. Yeah. And there's a fan for every, which one of them. Absolutely. That's the funny part. And I'll find out, uh, I think I talked about this recently where, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, put somebody in the background and I'll because I'll look up oh we're you know mutants and stuff like that and I'll be like who you know who can be dead or who can be alive you know just have to check with the office and I'll throw them in the background but man I'll get emails or uh, messages from people like oh thank you so much for putting that character in there you know I'm like he didn't even have a speaking part he's just in the background I mean your page in I think it's x-force 2 is the only on island sighting of firestar that we've had so far and she's on She's a potential X-Men member. So I think that that gave a lot of Firestar fans hope that she'll she'll make a, an appearance. That's very true. Is that the only appearance of her? I think so, yeah, in the Krakoan era. Yeah, that was one of those where I had to do that. And, you know, I needed more space to fill. So like, you know, put all of Krakoa in there. And I literally just had to throw out a checklist to, to the office to be like, you know, can I put these characters on there or not? And it was like, okay, this one. And then I drew it and there were still like four or five characters that I drew and they're like, oh, actually, no, they're not supposed to be there. So then we had to, like, <laughs> we had to change them out. Remove them. Yeah, edit them out. So you and Ben both love Wolverine and I can just imagine you guys just calling each other, geeking out over the fact that you get to work on Wolverine together and just like getting super hyped and just bouncing back and forth about this character that you both have loved. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's great for him i know for him like it is his favorite character he i mean i think he like i think he cosplays as wolverine all the time anyway he just thinks he's wolverine, right i mean he's, I, yeah i told him he is the real life wolverine he, he sounds like wolverine right i mean he should be i don't know why they don't have him as the audio on the podcast that he wrote right dude i said the same thing yeah, yeah. so it's it's just it's perfect right and like so yes. i you know i talk to him and i just you know like i go right back at him about it <laughs> and it's so funny because I sound like I sound so weak and awful. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just great because we do we get to play in this sandbox, right? That, that we grew up loving, and he's just so he's so like 
full throttle with it. So like with this story, it was just all full throttle, all these old references that he wanted to do. I mean, we didn't, I wish we had way more issues because there's, he had a lot more ideas and a lot more stories he wanted to do. We only get some glimpses of some of them we wanted to do. I think even on the issue three of the spread and we really don't get to see like when we go to like um, the Middle East and things like that, we really, I really wanted to hit up some of those, those parts. And, you know, there's just, I can't even tell you how many more things. I mean, hopefully eventually if they show like maybe some early scripts or things like that, or his early pitch document to see where maybe we could have gone as well. So that's but, that would be awesome. We had to, we had to trim it down at some point. Rain it in. Yeah. yeah. It. Well, it's cool because basically you are getting to build and add to the legacy of Wolverine. You know, like this story is a huge story and I just, we just want to know, like, how does that feel for you to be able to add to the legacy of a character that you love so much? And that's the most fun and like intimidating and surreal part of it. You know, you sit here, I you know grew up drawing it or consuming it. And, you know, I sit here all day, you know, it's by yourself, right? I don't have like a coworkers outside of emailing. And like, I just sit here and make these pages and, you know, go back and forth with Ben. And then all of a sudden now it's out there in the world and people are talking about it. And it's just, now it's part of the story or adding to the lore. And it's pretty awesome. Like and to be part of this and like, I, I like I tell my wife and whatever, I'm going to be sketching Wolverine for the rest of my life, no matter what I do, you know, from now on. So people will ask me to do Wolverine sketches and I'm more than happy to do that. Like that's, that, that's super awesome. Like I, you know, if you, if you told, if you told 15 year old me, I was going to be doing that. Like, yeah, pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, how did you start in on working in the Krakoan era and on X-Force? Cause you've been, you've been around it from the start. Yeah, I was working at the time I was in the, I was with the Venom guys. I was working on some Venom stuff. Like they had me jump over to that office, to that office and I was jumping in and like, I don't know what, well, like, well, Donnie Cates and, and Ryan Stegman, uh, I think just to help, help out on the art, uh, to kind of fill in on like an issue and a half. So I jumped in which was super awesome. And I think kind of my style of art, I mean, that's hopefully that's why they, they asked me to jump on lent to doing Venom stuff. So that was super awesome in, in its own right. And I was super happy with them and, you know, got along with them really, really well. And like, I'm started to try to draw like a whole nother Venom issue and out of nowhere i got an email like hey you know i want you to come over to the x office because we got this thing that jonathan hickman's doing and we'd like you to come over and do x-force and i'm like of course i was there i had you know my i had my three copies of x-force number one when x-force first came out you know and and so i you know super aware of that and like no way like i'm gonna do this but i got to read the whole hickman bible of this this era right like his whole pitch for the whole thing and his whole layout for what he wants and and I got to see a lot of the early art from Pepe and RB on, on House and Powers, right? And and then it was reading, like, it was reading Hawks, uh, it was number two with the Moira story. And that's when it was like the game changer of like, holy moly, this is like, yeah, this is wild, right? This is like intense, right? And he's just a guy with just these giant ideas and seeing how it all was going to bleed out into our book. And X-Force was that book that in issue one was major and where he's like, we're, you know, we're Ben, Ben was like, we're going to kill Professor X in the end of issue one. And so I'm like, holy crap. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? and, I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's, that's great. And, and I've got to draw a, a giant shattered Cerebro at the end of it. So it was, 
that was so awesome and again but like intimidating like I, you know I don't know if I'm ready for this but you just got to dive in and like I'm not familiar with a lot of these characters either you know like I'm a black Tom Cassidy which now I, I love that character mm-hmm. but I wasn't I wasn't very aware of him but Ben gives him such an awesome voice when we talked over like just his idiosyncrasies and everything going on he's so neurotic and stuff like that and and kind of like his psychology and the way he scripts him and writes him and again I wish I wish people could see they see the final product with the art they don't see a lot of the description that maybe Ben puts into like each panel description too because sometimes you just you know you know draw a fight scene cool sometimes you just you know leave it blank but I actually like a writer to I want to I want to nail it as close to the writer's vision if I can or because i and like Ben's really cool about respecting even my ideas. And he's like, you know, take your throat out. I'll come back to him. Like, Hey, I have this idea for doing this. And he's like, Oh yeah, let's do it like this way. So, but I love seeing that and dealing with those characters. And then, you know, Oh, I get to, you know, draw Colossus, you know, I loved Colossus growing up too, you know, and, um, but just being part of the whole thing was really, really cool. Plus I really, you know, I actually do like drawing plants and stuff and trees. And so I'm like, totally cool. Like, I mean, I'll draw a city cool, but to me, that's kind of, a little too sterile but if i do draw cities i like to draw them all broken down or messed up that's just much more fun at least to keep me happy well it makes me think of like the terra verde stuff early on in x-force and even like that that plant tiger creature and just all of that Um, just creating this new language of what could be done in a, a plant environment really cool stuff yeah that's i mean that's something that you know, I'm kind of learning along the way too to help, help push you. It's never something I'd ever done, you know, but it's just in the script. All right. So now you're going to have to draw it and you have to come up with it. And hopefully, you, you know, you pull it off and, and hopefully, you, you know, the readers like it and it looks really cool. So yeah. you are successful in that front. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It looks really cool. I love it. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, so you are a storm breaker. Oh yeah. I break storms. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> just on a daily basis, just going over, breaking some storms. Yeah. What, what, is, what does that mean to you? What, what is that kind of being a part of this group? Do you, do you collaborate with the other Stormbreakers? Do you, do you talk like kind of what is that entail? Well, first off, I was, re- I mean, it's the Young Guns program, right? That, that they would do with the, with the artists. And so first off, I was very happy because I'm not young uh, that they changed it. <laughs> and, but it's, I mean, it's awesome. Like some of my favorite artists, you know, Steve McNiven, Lionel Yu, Jim Chung, Pepe Larraz, you know, like amazing, Mike Del Mundo, like just amazing artists, right? So like super honored to be part of that. Uh, a big bummer because they pretty much were lining us up to do this. You know, I think when they got me on X, X-Force and I was doing X-Force and then they were talking, they started talking to me about um, being exclusive with Marvel, right? So to, to sign an exclusive with them, to work with them for, you know, two years or something. And and that was part of it too. Like, we also want you to be part of this group of the next Young Guns, but which we're going to call the Stormbreakers. And it's like, oh, wow, that's super awesome. But literally that's right when like COVID started happening. And it just, it's such a bummer because like they were, you know, we were going to, they're going to get us together, like go to like Chicago convention, introduce us all. And we all go to New York and this is everybody. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in California um, and Patrick Gleason's American, but then you have, uh, a couple guys from, you know, Brazil, uh, yeah. you know, Spain, a bunch of them are from Spain, right? Uh, Carmen and, uh, and Natasha and, and you have Peach Momoko from, you know, Japan and, and to get us all together would have been super cool. 
And, uh, but it's really cool because we're all kind of in the same email chain and we all, we get to do all these covers and some of these like pinups and a lot of the artwork, we get to see that going back and forth and they'll send out a list like, Hey, we're going to do this theme. Like we're going to do a fine art theme and okay. Like, here's the list of characters. What are your top characters you want to do? And it's super cool to see like everybody's take on number one, just a certain character, but then now this theme that we're going to do. And it's just, everyone's like super supportive and like I have, you're pretty good back and forth with uh, some of them on Twitter and just like, I mean, they're, they're already great artists. So I already, I would already followed them anyway, nice. but it was really cool to have a little bit more of a connection too. And just hopefully like, like I can't wait to just go travel Europe and just say hi to them, go have a beer with them as well. You know, just because yeah. we haven't get together at like, because you know, COVID and conventions, but hopefully, you know, this year and the next year, it'll kind of ramp up a little bit more. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's like a little built-in community of people that are going through some similar stuff around the same time. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, I mean, especially at the first, it was pretty gnarly. I mean, especially like, I mean, Spain was kind of, it was like Italy and then Spain were some of the early ones I remember getting hit and it was just like listening to them and some of their emails of like, oh, well, yeah, we're really shutting down and you know, there's people getting sick here. And it was before it was really coming on here. So I was kind of like getting international reports of it before we really kind of shut down here. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's such an honor to, to, to be part of that. And, you know, you just hope to, to live up to that too. Right. So you just, I mean, you do, you know, I, I'm going to be my own worst critic and I'm, I'm going to bag on like most of the art that I do, you know, a week later, two months later, or just even yesterday, but you just always strive to be better every single day. And you strive to be like, with the best artists you know that's you're working on the most popular characters in the world and you you hope to to live up to that like i said amazing okay let's talk about x-force okay x-force so i love it x-force so um i love murder stories that sounded (laughs) i love murder i'm glad that you filled that in with stories because i think i just i I, (laughs) You were a little wary of her. The long like, um, yeah. Alicia. Uh, but so what is it like to get to work on the murder book? Oh, that's right. It is the murder book. It's the, po- <laughs> as the Ben Percy says, it's the poison book. That's right. It's, um, it's the fun one. It's the fun book. I mean, that's to me, it's the action. You know, we're, we grew up on eighties and nineties action movies and stuff. So like, again, our sensibilities, the way they just merge together and the way we talk to each other in pop culture reference like that. And that's the kind of stuff I want to draw. Like, I don't mind a good talking head scene and Ben can write the heck out of one because that's fun to write, you know, to show like something I always try to work on too is to have good character acting and good emotion too on the, and, you know, have the right shots for comic book. And I want to see action and i want to draw action and we can do anything you want i mean at some point the sensors the sensors will you know like you know pull rein us in a little bit right, right? right we can't get too too wild but we do get the tag with the parental advisory i think on our book so yes that gives we us- were just talking about that in our episode today how they also yeah. like parental advisory yeah, <laughs> yeah they, so, that, so we have a little more leeway but every once in a while it's kind of like they've never really given me much about like like too much blood but it's more about severing limbs and stuff and showing showing like body cavities so sometimes i've had to turn things like instead of it's the other side of a chop neck as long as i turn the slice down this way we're okay there's you know so we'll, we'll play with that i mean and, and i mean 
the our current Wolverine book too. And I know we're talking about X Force, but there's some of that too. And it's a big time book, but we're you know we're allowed to do quite a bit. And you know it's 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 big kid stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I just I enjoy drawing it. I'm not like I don't like. It's funny because I draw like the violent murdery book, but I don't like that kind of, I don't really consume that kind of media. Like I don't like horror, horror stuff or things like that. I don't, I really don't. I like to- But you do it so well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us about your collaborations with Ben, working together, bouncing ideas, what that's like. Um, So maybe even your process of working from a script. What, What do you do first? Well, I mean, it's, it's now it's like, he's my buddy who lives in Minnesota kind of things. And it's, we just text all the time and, you know, if it, if it, if it deserves a phone call. And of course the intermediaries are our emails with our, our editors and everything. And, you know, he's on the, the X Slack and talking to the office all the time, but, you know, they're mapping out, you know, year to two years ahead of time. And then he's coming up with his ideas and he'll shoot me messages whether I'm drawing it or not, but sometimes just other things he's working on, but a lot of times what we're going to end up working on. So it's just kind of like, Hey, an idea, I'm going to be lining up this book down the road, you know, what, and you have any thoughts on this? I want to do this. And so, you know, he might have a very clear idea about what story he wants to tell, but he'll always throw it to me. Like, is there any part of that, that you, any ideas you have on this story? Right. And what direction do you want to go? Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to draw? And other times he's like leaving it open. Like, we've got, you know, I've got, I've got to go A to, to D, but, you know, B and C, you and I can kind of make up along the way. Right. And so that's kind of fun. Like, just like I said, you know, I want to go underwater mm-hmm. and, you know, I said, I want to do Namor. Let, let's do Namor. And he's like, we're not, he's actually early on. We were so there was just, no, we can't do Namor, yeah. but he threw it back at them. He's like, Josh wants to draw like, like he wants to go underwater. Can we at least use them? And they're like, eventually we're like, okay, we found a way that we can use them a little bit. So I'm like, that's fine. Just let's get it. Let's X-Force. You know, we're, we've been in the jungle. We went elsewhere. Let's go underwater. I like that kind of stories. I love like movies like the abyss and things like that. Like it's, it's haunting, you know, it's scary. So we did that kind of abyssy kind of story and going down underwater. And I think, I mean, I've drawn a lot of things. It's kind of one of my favorite, like complete issues that I've drawn mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, just super cool of him to be like, okay. And then he crafted a story around like my idea of just going underwater and yeah. Or just like, even like the green lagoon, I, I, I just pitched to him like, Hey, let's just have a bar. He's like, okay. And he basically created this whole story around, you know, this bar that it's on Krakoa. So it's just amazing and like super collaborative. And that's what's, I mean, of course, like that makes me really happy to feel like my input is valued number one, but also like, just to be part of it and be a, be a part of the creative process instead of just a monkey that's pushing a pencil. Mm. You know, I, I, I mean, I've, I've been really fortunate with like the writers I work with and they've always been like, oh yeah, like at the end of the day, you're like the director and this costume designer and the set designer and mm-hmm. here's yeah. my bare script and kind of do what you want. You know, again, as long as you get to, to our endpoints, a lot of times, and most writers are pretty good with it and the editors have been really pretty, pretty hands off with me. And I've been really fortunate. That's so cool. Just kind of the the ways to find other ways to put your spin on and, and to bring in your ideas and what you want to draw and, and how you want to bring the story and, and to really have that collaboration. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it's it's a good insight on, you know, what makes a good overall product. You want to have all the influences of all the different people who are working on it so that it feels like eclectic and and 
dimensional and being able to have a person that you can bounce that stuff off of is really great. So that's awesome. I mean, you guys working together, I'm sure you guys bounce. I'm sure you guys talk about it all the time when you're not recording, you're bouncing ideas back and forth. I do the same with my wife. My wife is super creative and does a lot of her own things and just bouncing those off each other all the time. I think only just, it can only be so much more helpful and so much more fruitful. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. for sure. We have a couple of uh, issues and pages and things that we were like calling out specifically as we were talking about this. We mentioned the the murdered Xavier shot. Alicia, Alicia hates Xavier. I despise him. uh, I did this entirely too well. She wants a poster of it on her wall. Is that what she's saying? Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. like I, I started in the podcast to ruin the image of Charles Xavier that she had in her mind because he's not as great as they sell you on in the movies and the cartoon. He's actually kind of a swarmy guy. Yeah. Uh, that that murder shot with like the big group. Was there anyone like who was your favorite mutant to sneak into that shot? And and anyone that like you wanted to but haven't had an opportunity to find a spot for? Or... You know, I don't remember because when that happened. Well, rewind that so that you since you love the the idea of Xavier being murdered yeah. the last the last page of issue one I had drawn an actual Xavier laying dead with a bullet hole oh his god head. it's a full page of just him laying on the ground bullet hole a shattered cerebro kind of over him yes yeah. amazing I actually I, but I actually didn't like it oh. and I know I, I just like I don't like it I'm not feeling it and I sent it in kind of like this is what I have but I'm not feeling it and I think the note came back from both Ben and Hickman is kind of like, maybe let's go indirect. And that was the idea of just, just now let's just show the Cerebro with, with the, with the bullet hole in it and just like a bloody hand. And so I think it was a really smart idea of them to come back and I came back and I drew that, you know, I drew that and I think it was just the right way to go. Cause there was still a little bit of mystery. It's like to end the, the end of the issue on of like, Oh, is the Cerebro shot, but is he really dead? Then we open up with that shot, right. With the, yeah. The, in the second issue and of, of everybody there so my initial thing is i have to have all my x-force people and then all the there's all the people like i know from the the first issues of x-men and the first issues of you know like is it excalibur or whatever and and some of those ones that i had to have on like these are the ones we already know that are on krakoa then it became really open of who's going to be on krakoa and stuff like that and i i'm just trying to picture like what characters i even had to that I just kind of, I had to start researching. Like I said, I, I wasn't as nuanced in, in, in mutantum as they say. And so I had to just, I literally just Googling like mutants and <laughs> like going to like A to Z, like listing down mutants. I'm like, oh, okay, now, now names I'm recognizing are popping up or then now like visually, I, I know that character. I know that character, but who's that? But then I'd came, I came back to the office and they'd be like, no, that person can't be in Perko. No, that person's dead or that person. I'm like, but now I was kind of helping show which mutants aren't around because only in the books we in the books that had been published only one issue of each people got to see who was actually on the island but now i got to add to now more characters that were on the island and so i mean honestly like you said like firestar um actually i snuck in uh ben and i were somewhere at the top oh my god top right Ben yeah. in uh, the beard. I'm to the left of him. I think I might have like a bandolier or something like that. Yeah, I don't do. know. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's I amazing. I don't know if I, I might've stuck in an editor or two or something like that too. So there, they might be on the top somewhere. And uh, yeah, so, so that, I think that was us where we became official. We were, fi- we were officially on uh, 
on Krakoa. Those are my favorite mutants. You're mutants. Yeah. <laughs> you are mutants. Okay, so the Cerebro Sword. Yeah. Um, do you have any insight or anything you can tell us about why it became a sword? Like the helmet could have become anything. So why a sword? Honestly, that's all Ben. Uh, I would let you direct to him. That was all like he had that idea. Like, I mean, I just a sword, I think is, you know, the most menacing and the coolest thing. So it's just awesome to just turn mm-hmm. it into a sword. And so that was all him. When it was me, then I just got to kind of create it. And I kind of like, even the way I've drawn it recently in the X lives, I, I didn't draw it like super, like all sharp and like all like sleek. I just kind of, it's kind of just chunky bits of yeah, it just it's all these random bits and pieces of Cerebro, you know, just kind of reconfigured all together. And I just think it, it's kind of cool because you can use it both as maybe as a weapon to like actually stab and chop people and stuff. But also it's got this, you know, all these other powers that now we're seeing that it can be used for. So it's really cool. And Ben using, you know, he's all he's super smart and actually reads literature things and and like, you know, you know, references Damocles sword, the sword of Damocles and things. You know, that that's all him from his his nerdy nerdy smart mind honestly sort of damocles is just rocky horror picture show in my mind <laughs> but i know it's like legitimately something else you're telling us earlier that you you're not a you're not a fan of the the horror and the stuff but i this this page it, it's the the boxes of you have the body horror of domino being operated on and then the peacock man's head uh it's just it's so terrifying and it's so good. It's like I want to look away, but also I want to check out all the details. It's like, like the beautifully peel back. horrifying. So I much. It actually that is one of my favorite pages. I, you just reminded me of it. It's like you know, I've, I've just drawn so many pages that yeah, no, I actually love that. That's one of those I, I don't think I'm ever gonna like let go. I think I love like the black and white of that. It just looks a little it'll look good. I think up, but uh, yeah, it's like one of those body horror things. That but again, yeah, that sicko Ben Percy. <laughs> See his descriptions, like he's the one who's he's got the twisted mind, right? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a paid soldier, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing. All of it is amazing. Um, oh, oh, mm, okay. So, you know, we have a, a sneaky killer on Krakoa who goes in and takes out that one extra, that one surviving soldier. Mm-hmm. Reaver. Reaver, did you know that 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 you were drawing Colossus's hands in that moment? Did you know oh, yeah. at that point? That's you why that that's why that hand's so big. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, no, we don't. I. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the fun part too is to to be down, you know, to know that down the road, like to kind of set this up, and it'll say a lot of times in the scripts, like readers aren't going to know this until like ten issues down, but this is who this is and stuff. So he does play the long game right i mean you're yes yeah. and we're seeing the next we're seeing in, in 10 lives and 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 deaths like a lot of this stuff he's been doing since day one i mean even like in his opening of wolverine his first issue of wolverine like he's kind of already hinting to stuff that's going on right now in 10 lives and then all this stuff so again he's playing the long game so a lot of these things like colossus there yeah i knew that was colossus from the, from the beginning yeah oh that must be so hard to just like have all that inside you and just have to keep yeah. it to yourself <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easy when you're just here but it's when then you kind of get online or people do ask you or online you see that chatter and you get tagged in things like oh who's this character and it's like well you know you'll find out but sometimes i don't know like it might get pushed down the road i don't know how far up it's mm-hmm. gonna do it or how much i can hint at it and 
but yeah, people have asked me that a long, we're asking that for a longest time. Like, who was that? And I'm like, come on, it's obvious. It's big, big, like, <laughs> it's a big hand. Can't you figure it out? I gave you clues. Yeah. Look at his knuckles look Russian. Don't they? Come on. <laughs> uh, he looks like a big potato farmer. <laughs> this, uh, this this half wolverine slice yeah. as you know yeah. you think about bloody you think about horror that just that as a concept is so creepy and gross but so beautifully done that i just i love it as yes. he's just he's just torn in half and i just it's so fun visually yeah that was i mean that that was again the idea was so great and you know we figured out that you could i mean he's his adamantium skeleton because it wasn't actually chopped it was like interdimensional where the gate gets closed so we can chop him in half but of course he's not going to die from that no. and he's gonna he's still you know just kind of wheeling around you know on his arms and, and he's going to jump up and, you know he was all it's all upper body strength good thing he's been lifting weights and uh, yeah it's one of those yeah it's one of those sick visuals that that yeah i hope is that like one of those is people have come to me and said like that's to me is I think of this era, I think of that, or Wolverine of this era, I think of that image over, over all of them. And so like, I, I'm, I'm really happy to be part of that where hopefully some of the images I have done, you know, been kind of like, you know, part of this era where people always, you know, in 10 years or 20 years from now, be like, oh, they'll always have that in their head. Just like me, when I was young, there's certain images in my head too. So. Oh yeah. I for sure think that that will, that'll hold true. That will haunt my dreams for yeah. years to come. I'll always yeah. be haunted by it, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I, you love, I love horror so you love murder yes yeah, yeah, I, she loves I love murder, murder so <laughs> uh you want to talk about things that we love alicia makes fun of me because of how much i love the green lagoon She's obsessed with the green lagoon. like i know that if i were to be on krakoa i would just hang out at the bar and do karaoke and and yeah. so just what's it like knowing that you help create the coolest place on krakoa that has like, like this this image of the full I stared at this image for so long to just zooming in and, you know, you see Claremont and Cockerham like at the bar, you see Jack Kirby or like just trying to find like all the little references. Uh, so much fun to get lost in. It's, you know, it, it was one of those, it was, it was that little nugget that I had my idea that now I got to do that. Ben was like, okay. You know, I, I, I had done, I had read issue one of X-Men number one and of the Krakow area and they like they had a scene in like a like a cafeteria on the moon and I just I thought that this is a space where you can have like a talking head part and I'm thinking well this whole island on Krakow like we barely even fleshed it out like we did the healing we did like the healing gardens right we had that like I, at that point I'd already drawn you know three issues or something like that when it finally came out or four issues um and I was just kind of thinking like wow we can kind of do these kind of things. And I said, a bar, of course I was a bartender. So like, I naturally thought, where is everybody going to hang out in a bar? And then it's like going to be like, kind of like a tiki bar because it's on a tropical Island. And that's kind of naturally where I went. I said, I just want to do like one of those big, crazy splash pages. I've never done one before. Although, but we did that one, that second, that second page where, uh, with Xavier there, it was my first time I ever drew like one of those pages, but everyone just kind of standing there solemn. Yeah. And this one was going to be like, I want it to be like, I want it to look like when you walked into the cantina at Moss Eisley, where you actually hear the music looking at the picture and there's different vignettes going on. And so I always wanted to do some of those and yeah, it took me a week to draw. So. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. It's, it's one it was, of those things that you can just look at constantly and you always see something new. 
that that was you know hope, thank you i mean that's then, then my job is done that's what i wanted you know is to i went in down a deep hole because after once i finally got the clear like i pitched it out there you know and then two weeks later ben's like oh yeah we're gonna do the bar thing I'm like what <laughs> yeah we'll do the bar thing i'm like awesome so eventually i had to start thinking about it and you know the basic layout of the bar it's kind of you know i wish i could redraw it all but um it became about the the characters in it right and who's going to be where and the, like they said the vignettes it's the storytelling which i look at i don't know if you know jeff darrow is a, a great artist who draws a lot of big crazy scenes sometimes or sergio aragonis and the best part of looking at those are the little interactions if they're all just kind of standing around just having a drink okay cool you know at a bar you're gonna have that but it's just that's boring and i wanted everybody like i i started looking up different relationships who's dated who you know like in mutantum and so i'd have that and some i just kind of made up there's definitely some that on the writer's slack i said we're gonna do this bar scene and ben threw it out to the writers are there anything we need to plant are there any characters that we do want together are things like you have christian frost leading off in the very background right like and that that was definitely thrown out like you know i think jerry dogan or, or i think he might have commented about that like i need that to happen okay cool we'll do that in the background or this you know i have like mr sinister over here and i had um i forget i had to edit a couple things so they're like no we can't do that here or do that right now <laughs> um and that was the fun of it is to just kind of do that you know apocalypse sitting there drinking a bordeaux i think that was ben's idea <laughs> You know, there, there was the, the, of course, the, the, the snicked family, of course, that was his, his sick twisted mind to do this spin the bottle Russian roulette thing right at a deer hunter. Right. But, you know, they're going to stab, stab themselves in the head. And that was such, he created that, right. Just to, to, ha- to open our scene. And I thought it was brilliant. And so there's that table, but, you know, we zoom out and there's that action still going on the table, but over here, you know, you've got havoc and, and they're, and, you know, drinking and kind of, Busting out, but Polaris is over there, just kind of like, oh, like I just I love her her look like, of just I'm over this. Jesus, uh, Jesus havoc. Yeah, and what, what's her name? I put her leg on the table for whatever reason, right? <laughs> uh, and um, uh, I have uh, yeah, my biggest regret was not making forearm a bartender because he would have been perfect with forearms. So, but I had to stick him in there. I think uh, I think you I think you had him as a DJ later on. I think I saw him as a uh, in the Hellfire Gala. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one page. Yeah, yeah. I stuck him in as a DJ. I think because to make up for like make him useful. I think that's what. I... How can you use those four yeah, arms? Yeah. Those are my some of my favorite scenes. It's in improv. We call it the, the everybody get in here like group shot. It was like okay, now we gotta do stuff with everybody, and it just everybody looks like they're intentionally there. It's not cluttered. It's not. It's lively. It's it's. Everybody's mm-hmm. telling their own little story throughout the page. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried to have it like the flow from left to right. I have, I have Emma Frost walking in with her little entourage, you know? And so that kind of sweeps your eye kind of from the bottom left to kind of come in through that. And then you have the two cut, you know, the couple in the very top right kind of exiting, you know, out the, out the back. So that's just kind of like the flow that I had always thought about, you know, the band, I just, of course you can have some like cheesy band and I put shark girl on the bongos, you know, <laughs> and and dazzler with you know singing and and uh, yeah yes. I could so look it over then i'd stick in so many things like i think on the signs there's like the sign i put a bunch of words in krakowin like there's a reference to like mash like the mash sign with like uh, like you know san francisco this many miles away and this one and then i did that you know with that with different references to like mirror lake or, or uh how was it i'm just a whole bunch of like is it westchester and mm-hmm. you know I know some people, other people decipher all these things and look through them. And I 
snuck in a bunch of little things in there. Even even just the Easter egg of like the different hats of like you have Strife's helmet, you have uh, like Amal Farouk's little fez. Like, yep. like, there's just so many things that you could continue to get lost in. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. I got to get you guys a print of that. So. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. We will hang it with pride. Okay, so we talked to Matteo Lolly, and the two of you, I think, are the only two people to draw in the Hellfire Gala the same scene from different perspectives. So did you collaborate on that? Did you see each other's images? Like, what was that process like drawing something from the same angle or the I, opposite angle? I think I drew first, so I think he might have played more on me. Cool. So yeah, I think, like, I kind of, they had kind of this broad framework of like, this is what's happening and stuff like that. But I think I was the first one to draw that sort of thing. So I think they might've had him just look more directly on, on what I had done. So I don't have a, a fun story too much on that. I'm sorry. It's quite <laughs> cool. all right. I mean, the Hellfire Gala was, there were so many wonderful things about that whole, that whole thing that I, I love. I made a costume out of it. I'm all, all I'm right. here for the, ga- the gala. Yeah, always awesome. yeah we got to design i mean i designed well we went really conservative with with the x-forces suits because they wanted to blend in like the secret service right and so i'm like that's fine by me like let's just put them in like tight black but we give them like some cuffs and like each one fits their body all a little bit different everyone's is kind of the same but a little bit different you know like domino i just you know, she already has like the white skin so then i cut her with like some like like a deep cut like kind mm. of shirt um i don't think black tom ever made the appearance but the way i had black tom is he just kind of had some black on but he's just kind of got plants growing all out out of him uh, i don't think i think yeah i don't think he was actually in the issue but i designed him uh i did design xavier's insane white and blinged out outfit so nice that outfit it was funny it, it was one of those i literally did like 15 different designs for him and I really wanted to play up this kind of like pope aspect of him and that was kind of like in my early sets of designs so I put him in like in a, a cousin Eddie blue leisure suit too and oh like I, I, I tried all these different ones you'll see like if you look at my twitter maybe like a year ago or something I think I posted most of the designs and and literally that last one was just that I my mind is out of ideas and like let's just go with ridiculous and, and stupid and that was the one they're like oh yeah that's the one <laughs> That's amazing. Like hearing that, because I was like, what is Xavier wearing? Like, what is he doing? He looks insane. But like, just knowing that that was your intention, like that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And of course they picked it, but I need to see the the tracksuit. Like I've got to see that one. I'm going to go to your Twitter and look at it. (laughs) I'd seen, I had seen, you know, a lot of the other designs come in too, because I'd already done the conservative. I had to throw in bolo ties because we just want to do kind of Western theme. But then I started doing the, all these designs for Xavier, but then I started seeing like all these Dotterman designs and seeing Wernix and those coming in. I saw how like wacky got in. And then I'm talking to my wife. She's like, oh yeah, like Met Gala stuff. It's gotta be like really outlandish and stuff. It's not, you know, I'm thinking very conservative, like, oh, just a suit. And, but it's, you know, Xavier's, you know, he's a, he's big time. And then again, that's when I started playing. I'm like, I want him to be like the Pope. And, and then it just yes. became blingy and ridiculous. It's amazing. That's awesome. It's amazing. But it makes sense for X-Force. Like those are the people that yeah. at an event, like they disappear, right? You don't yeah. want them to stick out because yeah. you don't want them to know they're, they're watching you. Yeah, yeah I, I got such a hard time from, from fans. They're like, that's so boring. Ew, what are they doing? Like, the, you know, and, and I'm like, 
they, that was the definitely that was the intention they were supposed to be boring in the background sorry yeah I mean, as a person who works in events, like we're told you wear black and you disappear. So I'll have your back on that. If anyone comes for you, you did what you needed to do. Cheers. And Sage looks great. I mean, her dress is so cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of like, I think we did it. I think back to the Green Lagoon, or I, I said, let's take off her jacket. Let's have her hair down. I think Ben said, let me put some flowers in her hair. Let me look. Because like, she's always kind of stuck behind a computer. She's in that, she, you know, they put her in that yellow jacket and always like let's kind of loosen up and same thing for here at least she kind of will look a little more elegant and cool even though she's back at the computer mm-hmm. and stuff. I gave her like the long you know with like the open leg and but I still had to throw in like a satchel or a pouch just because they're x-force right. gotta have your supplies handy yeah. at all That's times oh uh, another another one another oh, character that beast. we we love to hate is just beast and his descent into villainy and I just feel like when I think of Beast being a villain, I think of this image and I just mm-hmm. think of like the the blocked out glasses and just the, the looking down at everything around him. And this is the image that I was talking about when we recorded today that I think reminds me of um, there's, Doc, Dr. Cornelius. Yeah, there's an image, oh. a close up. And I was like, they feel like they have the same like this is who Beast is turning into kind of vibe. Like that's the, the feeling I got when I saw that image of him. I thought of that image of Beast. Yeah, like that. I mean, to me, it's like, it's like a very like, he's like the godfather kind of thing. He's just, mm-hmm. he, his machinations as he's looking over and he's like, you know, he's not at the top of the food chain, but he thinks he is. And he, you know, he's doing his own thing. And and that's that again too, you know, you talked about the Colossus and stuff since day one, Ben said, we're going this direction. We're going down. This is, this is where we're going. So eventually it just, it became that like beast. I drew him, I draw him kind of like, if you don't look at me, if you don't look at him like that picture, he looks more sinister, but for the most part, he just looks kind of fuzzy and friendly. You know, like I, I kind of drew him like as a big Muppet is the way I've always been like a big Muppet or like uh, uh, Harry and the Hendersons kind of Sasquatch stuff where he's not threatening and he doesn't look as, as mean. But really, he he is, and and he's just he's really he's become kind of the butthole of Krakoa, and 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 also yeah, with his hubris, we've also made him like a little more chubby. Like we now we have I don't know if you know it's like I'm we're putting more of a belly on him, right? Like he's in there and just we're kind of making that, and then just in that scene where he's just kind of gross in the way he's like eating oh. his food is like, yeah, snacks like Ben writes that in the script. And again, hopefully I pull that off visually that hopefully we're getting that across, not just the way he's acting, you know, you'll see on the data pages, but also, you know, you'll see in the book. Yeah. It's just cool to have this idea of, of who he is and where he's going and to be able to, to plant those seeds and to, mm-hmm. to breadcrumb that through the way that he's developing visually. It's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's so much about like your art that is expressive in so many facets of the characters, like their facial expressions, their physicality, like their hand gestures, just the like slight shifts in positions of their body. Like I get so much of the feelings that they're emoting in even just like the stillness. It's really wonderful. No, thank you. I mean, thank you for pointing that out. That's that's something that I have to actively work on. That's something you just learn, I think, as you, you want to tell comics and you want to just do it at, at a grade A level, right? If, you know, if I'm going to be put on these books, I need to do that. And that's the fun part. If you have a good script and you want to tell this character because, and that's why I like seeing a full script. I like seeing the dialogue too, because I want to know what they say, because I want to have them do the right thing. Again, it just, all it takes is a, a slight head tilt. Mm-hmm. 
just like you said, the hands, our hands are very expressive. Look at me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And just doing that makes it so much better than just reading. You can read the dialogue. Cool. But if, you know, that's the whole point is it's a visual medium. So Mm -hmm. make the characters more expressive. And I just hoping like my character acting, like I talk about it with Ben all the time and I read these scripts, I'm no actor or anything like that, but I read these scripts, like maybe like an actor is preparing for a role because I've got to deliver. And so I'll picture it in my head but I'll sit here and kind of do this or I'll make the facial expressions that I think they're doing. And it's the funniest thing. Like I'll literally be making the facial expression that I'm drawing. So my wife will walk in and I'm like, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, that guy must be shouting or he just got chopped in half. So, <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of the, the fun to, to play with it, but I'm not like, I'm, you know, my, my artwork's not very cartoony. It's not, I don't have a, 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 a um, a foundation in like animation which they it's all about exaggerating those movements and those emotions i draw a little more like you know my within the realms of more realism and so i still try to have that within you know within those boundaries you know but i try to you know every once in a while i want to kind of push it and i've exaggerated a little more like there looks like that their jaw looks like it's completely unhinged like the way they might be shouting or something and then mm. i can try to pull it off yeah one um we were talking about the 10 lives number four today. And there's like the Wolverine who's got Omega red inside him in Sabretooth, like arguing. And like, Mm. just the way that Wolverine's like hands are like pleading or Omega red is pleading for Sabretooth to just like join me, join me in my quest. Like the, the two of them, it's, it's not even their full body, but just the physicality, like the tension between the two of them. And it just like, it screams everything that I want to feel when I look at it off the page. So you do do a really wonderful job of that. Oh, thanks. That was one. That's, that was a page that, you know, I, I was going to do full body shot of that, but then I decided to kind of zoom in on that. Yeah. And on the, the splash page, just like the two heads. And I don't get a chance to do that much. I haven't really done a lot of big splash pages, with just like heads are very like big close ups. I've always kind of drawn back and you see all the action, but there I thought was, I thought was worth it. And it's a lot easier to draw like just, just a head and stuff. So I got to, I got to play with it a little more. And like you said, like hopefully, you know, sell that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> In my humble opinion. Oh, it's I'll- me again. Alicia, answer, ask your questions. Okay. So before we start talking about Lives of Wolverine, if there was any other X title or any other X character that you just had your pick to work on, what would it be? I mean, I'd like to draw the flagship title. Like I'd like to do I'd like to do X-Men you know, yeah. and uh, get my crack at it. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's this era or the next, or, you know, if I could, if they play with, you know, what, like they're doing like X-Men 92 or whatever it be, you know, like that would be fun to, to, to revisit some of that too. So, you know, a lot of the characters I love just growing up, I, I haven't got a chance to really draw like Cyclops much, you know, I've done a little bit of him and just some of those classics I've grown up or like Nightcrawler, um, like Warpath, I'd really like to draw, uh, and yeah, just just some of the classics again. Like I, like I said, I love Mystique. If I'm able to get her in the mix too, but I, I'd like to get my crack at, at the at the at the flagship title. Nice. nice, that's great. I'll put all the vibes in the universe for you to get that. Put in a good word for me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll call up CB. I'll call my connects at Marvel. <laughs> uh, 
so we're talking about X 10 lives. We're reading it. We're, we're almost, almost at the end, which yeah. we don't know what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. So when, when did it start with you? When this conversation, you started to talk about it at this beginning that, you know, Ben was just pitching you the idea. Uh, what was that, that conversation like of just where you could go and, and when you started to lay down some pages? Yeah. I mean, it, it was that because it was so early on, like, I mean, probably even a year before we even started, I think it was like when COVID first started, right. Is that's when, he, that's when he pitched it to me. And like, I've had this idea and, you know, I've already had it for a long time and I've been wanting to do this and that's when I want you to draw it. And so that's always kind of been in the background every once in a while. Like I said, we talk every day because we had our regular work with X-Force, but then it was like, Hey man, what's going on with X with 10 lives? Yeah. Is that, is that a thing? Yeah. Well, I'm throwing it out there and, you know, just for the right time, like, no, 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 it gets pushed down the road. And, you know, you know, they had the you know, 10 of swords lined up and they had the hellfire thing. And, you know, then, then it was going to be like Ben's turn to kind of do his thing. Right. And so just watching that kind of morph again, I had that first, like that first issue had been pretty much, you know, planned out again, like how that was going to go. Right. And then, but just like the way it was all going to intertwine again, like you see with 10 deaths and what Federico's doing. Um, I mean, you saw, he joined, he helped me out on uh, issue four today when it came out yesterday. So like the, the schedule, had caught up, the schedule had caught up with me and I was just kind of burned between the choice of, you know, I can just try to crunch that. And I really want to do, cause I think I even pitched him and let's do some more like world war two stuff. And he found a way to include the world war two stuff with, you know, yeah. like the death strike, that, that kind of thing. And, um, which is amazing because I was the one who said, let's do a world war tour. I want to do this and that. And he's like, okay. And he's just, okay. I said, I would go to Japan. So we found like, let's do the Itsu story and let's do this. And, and so like, it was really cool to see that all come to fruition, but then it came to now here it is. Here's the script. Here's the, here's the, down the line and like, okay, now we got to get going. And, you know, there's not much design work to do because, Wolverine for Wolverine. There's Wolverine through the ages. We've seen the different costumes and that, but like now I'm going to like draw him, like, am I going to draw him with like a little bit shorter hair? Now we see him like, was it like the fifties or whatever? We first see him in issue one, all of a sudden the Xavier's parents and stuff. Like, you know, of course I got him in plaid and like a Canadian belt buckle and stuff, but like, I kind of don't have his hair as wild. It's a little, little more kempt. And uh, I think the first, the very opening shot, I actually had him looking too old and they're like, no, let's not make him too old. Like he's in the current Krakoan age. He's not, he doesn't look that old because he doesn't age that much. Right. Um, and then it was the, the Omega red possessed thing, right? Like, how are we going to handle that? You know, I think, I, I don't know, you know, cause of course there's like the red glowing eyes. And then it was like, well, I don't know if I originally came up with the idea or Ben did about the, um, let's do, let's do like a stigmata. Let's mm. do, let's have, let's have the, um, the Omega symbol kind of like burn kind of like the, the flesh kind of opening up and, and kind of like glowing. And that's your telltale sign. Like, it'll be like the, now he's fully possesses when you have that. And then it became, we're going to do the tentacle thing. And then we said, let's, well, let's make him like bone. Let's not make him let's not make him the metal. Let's try to do the bone. Now, like, don't ask me about how this works anatomically. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it was their existing bone and they all out, they'd, they'd just be like, flesh wobbly once he leaves we're in trouble (laughs) kind of like growing you know like this hey it's make-believe guys come on so it's just you know it's it's growing and you know it's all wild so the having that but that was a cool creepy factor to have the the, have it like bone tentacles and i thought that was really fun to draw like the bone tentacles coming out and and just the just the story that he told now it's just like this is relentless and it was 
now reading the script and me drawing it is literally exhausting. Like it's just, it's nonstop. And I, I mean, that's so much fun. Now I want every book to be like that to where it's just nonstop. I like, again, a good talking head scene's fun, but man, I would, I just want to go. I just all gas and no brakes. Yeah. It just feels like since the first couple of issues laying out the idea, but even in that first one, we're right in it. We're right in it. And it's only just getting more and more intense, more layered, more things happening. Yeah. Like this. Well, we originally, I mean, originally the first issue, yeah, it's, you tell pretty much just one story. I mean, like you, you do see a little bit of Russia, you see, you know, a little bit on Krakoa, but it's just this one story and it, and it bookends pretty well. And it's like, oh, that's a cool story. You know, it ends right there. And I think originally we were going to end there with him holding the baby, but then it's like, no, 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 no. We, we're jumping onto this next one. So we need to give that now to leap into the next issue. And so there was like just that and now we're off. Like you think, oh, okay, now we have the baby. To, now it's like, holy crap, I'm in the jungle and what the heck's going on? There's saber tooth, you know, and you think he's attacking you, but no, actually, no, we're a team. And, and now, you know, and, and then here we go. And then that's when it goes, you know, then issue two, we're, you know, Columbia, we're in Japan. Then we're in, you know, I said, oh, we're doing a Wolverine story. So let's, I told Ben, we got to be in the, the Yukon. We got it. It's got to be snowy and whatever. So we found that, you know, hey, let's do like a Shackleton kind of a, 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 a a, a boat that's stuck in the in the uh in the frozen water you know and yes yeah um which which of the lives is your favorite to draw that's tough because i mean i mean my i mean when he's when he said we're going to do like a venomized wolverine you know, that was like, okay. Cause he's like, okay, so we're going to do weapon X. I love the Barry Windsor Smith stuff. Of course, to me, like I adore it. I, and I worship the Barry Windsor Smith art, all his art in general, but the weapon X stuff is just incredible. And that's my homage to him. You know, like we're going to do it. So I'm going to, I basically copied the same little pod that he's in. Right. You know, I just did it from a, just a straight overhead angle. And the cool thing about actually, I really want to talk about Frank Martin too on colors yeah. because he's been incredible on this. Like he, he has his own ideas too about like how he wanted we you know we here's the story and this is how we're doing this all these different times so like he's the one who kind of added the the kind of tinginess to the to the paper or to the to the background of, of anything that's not happening in the now timeline he i don't even think he even asked about it i think he just did it and we're just like well that's rad each era has its own distinct palette right mm-hmm. yeah and that just helps i mean you guys as the readers to just visually do it and i mean just for me like i'm yeah, I'm just drawing, but like, man, when it comes back and he, when, when we did this whole first issue and I'm seeing those colors come back in awesome, awesome, awesome. And then when he hits that, it's when we jump to Columbia and it's got this yellow kind of like tinge. It's like that scene, you know, I don't, you know, the movie traffic where, you know, the scenes down in Mexico do have this very yellow filter and stuff like that. And it's all of a sudden, you now we feel like we're in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. And, you, and then you jump, then you have the cold, dark blues, you know, when we're up in the Arctic and he just i mean he just it wouldn't be the same book without him there and again now talking back at the the weapon x stuff i didn't even tell him or whatever he did it on his own he pretty much went to the same palette that you see is done in the original book right. that Barry Smith did, right? and i remember i was i was gonna have that note and i just forgot about it. i'm just turning pages in and kind of you know just work 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 and i forgot to even send that note out hey let's maybe do this no he already did it he just came back with it like hey we're doing this like it's it's the same exact palette so for again for the readers the classic readers are gonna be like oh it's gonna feel, they're gonna feel right at home and getting to draw like my favorite to draw the i got to you know come full circle i jumped off of venom to come over to x-force to come right. to x-lives 
and I got to draw a little more Venom, which I thought I was like so much fun. I think I was a pretty good artist for doing Venom stuff. And I uh, love, yeah. I love, it might be my favorite page that I inked, I think. Uh, and it just, it's awesome. So I love doing that because it was a direct homage. Yeah. Thank you. It was a direct homage to that era and, and something that I adore. And I've just, you know, worshiped his lines and everything. So I really like doing that, but then kind of creator and doing the one with Itsu, right. And doing Japan where, you know, and tells me, you know, suggestion, you know, we're going to have her laying, they're going to be laying together just after, you know, they're hanging out and, uh, Let's do, hanging out. Let's do the uh, let's do the homage to to Yoko and John on the Rolling Stone cover, and so okay, you know, people, some people love it, and some people give me crap about it, but like, no, that's like a cool pop culture reference. Plus, it's like super creepy. Yeah, and you know, I got that was a fun splash page to do, and then the the one you know right at the end of that issue, now I get to see him fighting. Right, we went we we ended there, and now all of a sudden we jump in and they're naked fighting so oh yeah like flying through the i know i know exactly the page that you're talking about and it's just it's the omega red of it all that with the with the jaw and the vacant expressions and sometimes like the hollowed eyes and oh. yeah that was the the, the transfer babe we talked about we we're talking about like the the design the, the one they're possessed and it's like that and then i'm gonna make yeah like they're gonna and get more wrinkles and just kind of look a little more like vampire-y or almost not like zombie-ish but a little bit you know and then like just more like you see more like sinew and she kind of like bulks up she went from being soft and beautiful to kind of just being like creepy and scary and uh you know that's fun to draw yeah yeah i'm really excited that you chose the venom one when we first started asking this question because we were talking and justin asked me what my favorite was and i chose the venom one because it was so unexpected i did not expect it to happen and i just was like wow this is the perfect fusion of all the things that make venom great while still keeping a wolverine silhouette like really wonderful thank you yeah you're so welcome yeah no i uh yeah that's that's just a fun that's just a fun moment and and the Weapon X thing, like, I guess, I mean, you know, Ben's more steeped in that too. Like that's the direct rest. And they just did recent, something recently like Venom and Vietnam kind of thing. And this Weapon X thing. So there's like, there's like, he's laid some, there's some good groundwork that this actually could be a thing. So he didn't just kind of just throw it in there, I guess, you know, and, uh, and I was more than happy to do it. Like, heck yeah, let's do that. You know? Yeah. So I, I had never read it's a web of Venom Vietnam. Yeah. It's like a, a one shot of, Wolverine in a mission in Vietnam and and what's going on with Shield and the government and they're experimenting with the the symbiotes and just to see that really like even further seeped into Wolverine's story and to make complete sense and uh, yeah I mean and the book is about just big wild moments you know like that's the fun right like I think like 10 deaths super awesome it's super about the Krakoan era and what has been set up by Jonathan Hickman and then what was left in Inferno I mean it's a direct you know right after Inferno and it, and our book is in my mind and the way I've always pictured it is the much more just kind of like broad just like Wolverine audience of like you know it does have it's, it's on Krakow and it, it'll tie in at the end um, but it's just like it's just a big fun Wolverine story right we're going to just have these big big set pieces and moments and just to be super enjoyable to read, you know, and hopefully to look at. So that's just on my end. That's what I've been doing this whole time. Okay. Okay. So there's all the different time points, different versions of Wolverine, different places in history. So when you're getting ready to draw those things, like 
each different era, each different setting, what sort of research or preparation do you do before you start to draw? Yeah, I would say things just, you know, you start at Google and uh, you look up, you know, just, just things in the background. I mean, the first thing was the, was the, the, the Xavier like mansion and stuff and okay, which one am I going to use? Which, which, uh, we ended up going with the one based like in the movies and, um, then it's, you know, some people are confused by the time period, but it's, they're, they're older and rich and, but they had old like Victorian things. A lot of people thought it was like Victorian. They're like, this doesn't, the timeline doesn't really work out. And it's not eight, but it wasn't 1880s or 1890s that people were thinking. It's just, they had old, you know, they're old rich people stuff. It had kind of like an old class or whatever, you know? So, um, but it was looking that kind of stuff up, like what maybe they wore just, you know, do you look at different mansions of the time and just even like some of the lighting or fixtures. And then it goes to the Yukon and looking at old, you know, old, um, fur trapping um, villages and things like that, or um, just this, the ship, you know, stuck in the ice, you know, you have to just do your research for that. And it's an old, like, and it's funny because you'll see at the end, uh, I guess whatever spoilers or whatever, it's not a spoiler, but it's actually, a, um, it's actually a steam sail ship, which there was a weird transition time where t- um, ships had both like as an auxiliary, like they weren't, like captains and things weren't like super, they didn't want to rely on actually having like a steamship. So they had ships that had both sails and were steam powered too. And I don't know, because I'm, I'm later drawn, you'll see it. And in, in the last issue, there's just like you know, one panel where you actually see smoke coming out of a sail ship. And it's like, why is that? that? Because it's that somebody's going to give me a hard time. I just know it, but there's, <laughs> but it, it was, it was a thing. But you did your research. It was intentional. Yeah, exactly. so you know what's the truth? Yeah, I love like I love period stuff, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this this side of the story as well. Because originally, I think if we had time, I would have loved to draw all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we brought Federico on, and and he looked. I mean, he's just he's so kinetic and amazing and super awesome. Um, I love, but I love doing my side of the story because I love doing the different time periods. I love period pieces general, like as far as like I consume like TV or movie, like my wife, she will watch anything that's period piece. Like it doesn't matter, even if it's awful, just because we just love period stuff. But I, I love stories, but just take me to another time and place because all stories are kind of the same, right? <laughs> Whether it's, it's, it's action or it's human emotion and different things, but take me to a different time, take me to a different place than I am from here, from my modern day here. And so when it comes to drawing and, and doing those, those are the kind of stories that I really like to tell. And it was so much fun to go in and do that. And I wish we had time to go into some of these other settings. Like, again, I wish I had five more issues to draw. I, so, so do I. So do we. We're here for that. I mean, honestly, we've been, we've been loving it. Just the, the weekliness of the, the full story and just having, like, it just feels like this whole story has been living in my brain for the last month and a half and i can only imagine how long it's been living in your brain yeah you know, for that much Two longer three years yeah right uh and and i mentioned it before but i just gotta say it again omega red where wherever he is in whatever form it gives me nightmares it's just the the vacant look the the ripping tentacles so how does it feel that you cook up my nightmares uh you know it, <laughs> thank you no <laughs> it's just so cool well hey again i'm doing my job right that's that's my job is to do that. And that there's just no, no better compliment than when you, when you get that and people are like, Oh my God, that is just so cool. Like, Oh, I love the way you drew that. Or just you know, this guy coming in or oh, I love the way you just did Wolverine now. Like I, you know, I don't like the way I draw Wolverine cause I like the way everybody else draws Wolverine, right? Everybody has their own style. Apparently I have my own style, but I don't see it. I just draw it as like, I'm a bad copy of everybody else or want to be like, I think everybody, there's so many iconic 
Wolverines, right. And, and versions of Wolverine that, I mean, now I guess I'm going to be a part of that. Like I get to, mm-hmm. I, I have my version of Wolverine, right. And I get to draw a couple different ones, a couple different costumes, a couple different eras and stuff. So that's a lot of fun. And that's just like, again, when people come back, like, Oh, that's so cool. Like the, just that, that venom one, like people are like, Whoa, that's so cool. Or just his bone claws popping in the first issue or, Oh man, they love the T-Mex suit, right. People just love seeing him. And it's because it, it's, I think it's because most of us all like grew up in like reading comics in the nineties and everybody had shoulder pads. So it just feels, <laughs> it feels, like, it feels like home, you know, and, and I love drawing it too. And I love drawing them getting all damaged and stuff. And that, then finally with that fight with like Sabretooth, like it's such a great, I'm glad I got to draw Sabretooth. I was super pumped about that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I get to draw Sabretooth. Now we fit in this weird, he's got a, he's going to inadvertently Sabretooth saves the day in a way, you right. know, like, keeps him from from getting to Xavier which is super awesome I get to draw Saber is just super pissed off and enraging at him and and I love that I love that him he just literally rips his freaking heart out and eats it and eats it and yeah eats oh it. yeah and, and it, it was the fact that we got the the Sabretooth versus Wolverine which we haven't really seen at all in Krakoa but now we, we get it we get with the the classic T-Mex homage and it was the the chomping on the heart that I was like ah yes yes but ah that's a, again that's a that's a sick uh, that's a sick ben percy uh, uh, <laughs> idea yeah, yeah. so would you say that because i know you said you, you don't actually like or consume horror genre things so would you say that it's any of that genre that influences or is it very much the things that ben percy writes that give you that those vibes when you're drawing because well yeah if i would i would be just drawing butterflies and rainbows all day if ben <laughs> But uh, no, I, it's fun to draw action and to draw, I think to draw like the violence. I, I again, I don't, I don't, I mean, I like Quentin Tarantino, but actually I don't really like the, the super gory violent part, but I think in the same way that he probably likes to just, why not? I can do it. It's make-believe mm-hmm. and the same thing here. It's just make-believe. I'm not harming anybody. We do get the parental tag. So I don't feel, you know, hopefully, you know, a little, like I, I remember I, I had like a neighbor, like my, my neighbor, like, his grandparents live next door to me and like they watch this you know a kid and i'm like oh yeah, i draw comics and i think i handed over x-force one and i like went back to my house and i walked back i go you know let me have that back because i realized <laughs> like it's not appropriate like it's, it's super violent yeah and they're like why are you handing my kid this like crazy violent book um i could tell they liked murder so just- <laughs> yeah see like i understand because i don't actually want to go murder anybody right. but I but like I think to read about it, it's fun to see like the blood flying and the things like that just to me just gives the accents at least to the drawing and make you just feel like writing it again it's 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 make believe and and it's my way of showing the actual you know I don't draw with like a heavy like like I said animation style like an anime style like a lot of like flying lines around like I actually like showing the the physical punch and the, like the you know things hitting and smashing and mm-hmm. falling apart I think that just just the way I like to draw and the, the way I like to convey these ideas. Yeah, it's very visceral. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so we we are heading into the last issue next week. It's kind of yeah. like a like a we're excited, we're sad, we're we're many we're, emotions. Yeah, a mixture. Um, anything you can tease? Anything you could? Uh, um, don't want you to get you in trouble, but. Or, or anything else that you have kind of coming down the the pike of, of other projects that you can talk well, about? Or? First off, you finally, well, I mean, you finally get to see uh, Omega Red and Wolverine face to face. 
and, uh, they, uh, and the way it leads out, I mean, it directly, so you guys read, well, you got, well, they came out yes, both yesterday. So you guys read 10 deaths or yes. X deaths. Yes. So X deaths, the end of X deaths will lead right into what you'll see at the end of this issue. And this, my, my issue number five goes straight into X, X, or X deaths. Oh my goodness. Gravy. Thank we're, God. We've been, we've been questioning the whole time. It's like, okay, they, they're kind of doing their own things, but where they, where do they cross over? Where do they connect? And, or you get like a little hint here and there. That's, yeah, that's no, my, mine, mine goes right into like, I'm really jealous of Federico to, to draw the last issue and yeah. of, of the whole thing because like mine goes right into dovetails right into what what's going on there and so we'll you know we, we resolve a little bit of, of of the stories that we've been telling here um and now we get a direct face-to-face -face, uh conflict with the with omega red and wolverine finally and uh, it's very violent <laughs> yes. yes it's very very violent and uh and i was just kind of sad to to do it i wish i had we had like another issue like i wanted i really wanted like i really wanted to draw 20 pages of fight <laughs> yeah. yeah and so it's kind of sad like i just felt like i'm like oh man like i really wanted to to do more of this like and and to just continue more with these storylines again i just it's it was kind of sad to just be like oh man we're done now i can't believe it yeah. I, I feel like we're feeling the same thing yeah, and, and probably on a whole nother different level than, than you are being that involved in it, but it's just being in this story. And, and even this week getting two, I felt spoiled. You know, I was yeah. like, Oh man, I really wish we had the one last week so we could spread it out and just get like our, our, our Wolverine hit of, of what <laughs> it is that we're, we're doing today. It's, I mean, I, I go, I start like I said, maybe April or something last year when I started it. Right. And, and it seems like, I go all that time and I didn't have anything coming out except for covers, you know, and I, I saw a little bit of remnants of like X-Force or some other things, but just covers coming out and that's it. And I couldn't talk about anything forever. Like I was even working on, and then eventually, Oh, then I'm doing this thing. I can kind of talk about it, but I can't show anything. Right. And then, you know, and then it finally hits and now it's like, it's gone in a flash, you know, like now, and it's like, now you're not going to see anything from me in six more months, you know? So yeah. it's, you know, but it's just, I mean, I think it's great. I get the weekly. I mean, it's so much fun to have that story back to back to back to back. And instead of waiting like a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I always tell people that's why I love the X line of comics is because each week you're getting different installments of the big world story. Right. So I don't, I don't have to wait a full month. I get, I get these guys doing their thing, but. The, yeah. That's, that's, that's the fun of the, I mean, that was the fun of this coming in. I mean, we got to do the murder book, but you know, you have Excalibur is going to be the fantasy book and you have the Marauders, like the pirate book and the, and that's the fun part. Like, and you can pick and choose. Yeah. Not every book is supposed to be for every single person or every single X-Men fan. Yeah. You're going to have like the more like romantics in, in one book, you know, or something like that. And, and there's a book for everybody. And I think that was kind of the point is, you know, you're going to have that and you're going to have the, they're going to have the flagship title for your overall main you know one and done x-men adventures but with the overall you know sight eye on the prize yeah. and you know and then you have the the murder the graphic book which you know some people absolutely hated you know they hated my art and they hated the book is like that because they wanted just they wanted like they just wanted to see more of the personalities of these other characters and that's fine and that's yeah. like, that's why we have all the different teams mm -hmm. and um and but now then you know get to do wolverine so amazing
So you said we might not see anything from you for another six months or so. Is there anything that you've got coming up that you can kind of give the folks at home some nuggets on or where can people find you if they want to chat with you, things like that? Well, um, I'm still in the X office. So they've, they've, uh, they, uh, they pulled out the franchise tag on me and they're keeping me uh, for a while. So, so that's about all I can say is I'm just still in the X office and uh, just working on that. But yeah, it'll, it'll be a while just because of the way these all just, you know, right up to the, right up to the button, I was finishing it off and then it all comes out and now I'm just back to the drawing board with the, with the next set of stories. So, I mean, I'm, I'm super pumped about what I'm getting to draw right now. And it's just, I just can't say anything. No, that's, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we will not. impatiently wait until it comes out. <laughs> no, but trust me, because I know it's something that like, like fans, like X-Men fans are really like pumped about like this. There's a certain um, element or story that's been, that's been told um, and it's continuation along those lines that, uh, that I know is probably like the fan favorite of it all. And so at least I, at least that's my perception of it. And I get to be a part of that now. So it's super awesome. Super awesome to be, you can see me like, uh, like on Twitter, I try to post at least a little nugget of art here and there, maybe every day, but people can always message me there questions or art things or, uh, whatever. Amazing. This has been awesome. It's really, really wonderful talking to you so much fun and so insightful. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me guys. You guys are great. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. You're welcome on the show. Anytime. Cool. Well, until next time, old friend. Charles. We didn't do, we didn't do page turn noise. Oh, Oh, we can do one. (laughs) Ready? Okay. Just a ceremonial page turn noise. There you go. Oh, what? You want me to do the snick? (laughs) No, no, no. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. (laughs) Page turn noise with the snick for Joshua Kassara. There it is. We got it. We did it. There it is. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 